Hello, everyone. Lisa Mulligan here, the host of A Dog Called Diversity, popping into your ears with a bonus episode. I thought I would jump in today and tell you a little bit about what I've been doing recently and then talk about that I'm currently in launch mode for my course, Six Weeks to Get Started in Diversity and Inclusion. So I'm going to tell you a bit about the course and what you'll learn um, throughout the course. I'm going to talk a bit about who it's for and uh, some of the special guests that are coming along and then how you can sign up if you'd like to come along. So let's get started. Uh, for the past, um, I guess, a couple of weeks, I've been in the US in Palm Springs, which is a place I've never been before. And it was certainly um, a really beautiful spot. I definitely expected it to be much warmer than it turned out to be. Um, it was, we had beautiful, clear days with blue skies, but mountains around us covered in snow, which made it much cooler than it normally is at this time of year. But why did I go to Palm Springs? Well, I went with her Empire Builder, which is a, I guess, a mastermind group that I'm a part of with Tina Tower, really helping me to run my business better so that I can provide great courses um, for people that work in diversity and inclusion. So I was there with about 20 other women who are working in all types of different businesses. And I certainly come back feeling really energized and having some really great ideas of what I'm going to implement going forward. So that was amazing. Um, on, on the way back from Palm Springs, I also visited just for the day San Francisco and did a food tour while I was there in the Mission District of San Francisco, which is a big, uh, I guess, Latino um, area of San Francisco and the food was incredible. And so I spent a very uh, a quick stopover in San Francisco before flying back to Auckland. You can probably hear my voice is a little, little croaky because on arriving back in Auckland, I discovered that I have COVID. So I've been lucky to avoid COVID uh, for the whole uh, pandemic, but it got me in the end. So here we are. But uh, luckily working from home, I can isolate and not affect infect anyone except perhaps my family. So, so now you're up to date. Um, let me tell you a little bit about my course. So I'm in launch mode, which means there's a, a, a short period of time where I open for enrollments for my course. And it's called Six Weeks to Get Started in Diversity and Inclusion. So it's open now and we close on Monday, the 20th of March um, at around at midnight, I think. And, you know, if you're wanting to come along, now's the time to register. And, and the link is in the show notes so that you can go in and learn a little bit more about the course and uh, perhaps sign up. So I thought today what I would do is take you a bit through each of the weeks of the course and then talk about who I think this course is for and then some of the special things that are also as part of the course. So let's get started. So week one, we start with you and we start with you and your career. And I think that's really important to set the scene of why diversity and inclusion work is important for you. What's 
what's your value that's driving this work? What's happened in your life that means it's really important for you to do this work? So we start with understanding your own values and then we go on to saying, well, what's the legacy that you want to leave um, and what's the progress you want to make in your career? Um, and that could be a whole range of things. And I learned from running this career late last year that everyone has a different why, a different purpose for coming along and a different reason for wanting to take their career in a certain direction. And so, you know, that was fantastic to learn. We also look at what does it take to be successful in diversity and inclusion, either in big organisations or in your community. And there's a whole range of things um, that are not related to identity work, and I call them organisational skills, um, that mean if you have them that you'll be much more successful than if you don't. Week one is also about, we, you know, how does change happen? And generally change is slow, particularly in big organisations. So how can you keep that in mind in your work and how can you look after yourself when you feel like you're not making progress? Uh, finally, we talk about how can you build your personal credibility in this work and, and you know, do a great job for the organisation that you're part of. Week two is really where we start to understand your organisation. So we ask you to go out and gather data um, in your organisation and we map out what's working and what's not. So when I say I ask you to gather data, some people will come to me and say, oh, but we, we, can't, we can't report in our data, we don't have much data, um, so what should I do? So when you think about data, I always think about there's the sort of the hard data, the quantitative data, the things that might sit in your HR information systems or in your some of your business systems. Um, so that can be data like gender or tenure, so how long someone's been working for you, or age. Most organisations have that data, but there's lots of other information that you'll have. And it might be more qualitative, but it still informs the work that you're going to do. So it could be exit interview data. It could be information you've learned through discussions with leaders in your organisation. Um, there's a huge range of things that you can look at. And so we really go into that in, in detail in week two because data and being able to report on data is super important in diversity and inclusion. We also in week two ask you to go out and identify the people in your organisation that have a stake or an influence in how your work is progressed. So who are those people? How do you find them? How do you get them to talk to you? We talk about all of that. And then we talk about the business context. So what, what environment is your organisation working in? What's happening in your environment? What's impacting on the organisation that could impact on the work that you're going to do? So we spend some time looking at that. And then we ask you to go out and look, what, look at what's happening outside the organisation. So what are your competitors doing? What are people outside your industry doing and how can we learn from that? Week three is really about how do we get focus? <laughs> There's so much work to do in organisations around diversity and inclusion and we can't do it all. 
So how do we choose what we work on and how do we get focused on that work? So we start by talking about the business case for diversity and inclusion and how do you connect that to what your organisation is trying to achieve? What business is it in? We spend some time mind mapping data. Mind mapping is a really useful tool to help organise your thoughts and um, organise information when you have a lot of information. And it helps to see any emerging themes in, in the work that you think you might want to be doing. We also cover how to be disciplined and realistic about what you can achieve with the resources you have. So usually that's people and budget. Often in diversity and inclusion, we don't have a lot of either of those. So what can we do? Where can we focus um, with what we've got? And in week three, we also talk about, well, what are the key actions that are going to make a difference? What are the things that if we put in place will mean that we make progress over time? In week four, we spend some time thinking about how do you get support in your organisation? So in most cases, if you're in a diversity and inclusion role, there's only one of you and often it's part of another role. So how do you get other people to help you? You can't do it by yourself. You need people out in the organisation to be supporting your work. So this is about having a plan that everyone can get behind that's really clear and it covers your focus areas, the actions you want to implement and the resources, people and money that you need to implement. We also talk about how do you track and measure success? So how do you know if, you, if you're moving the dial, if, if you can't track and measure what you're doing? Week four is also about communication. Communication is a huge part of diversity and inclusion roles and having a plan about how you're going to communicate your work will make a massive difference. Having a plan that uh, helps you tailor your messages to the different audiences in your organisation will also make a difference and thinking about the different ways you can communicate also helps. Finally in week four we look at how do you find your champions? How do you find those people that just love the work that you're doing and will support it? They're really important. In week five, we address tracking progress. So we think about what, what are you going to track? What are you going to report on? And in what frequency? So we look at reporting and review cycles for your organisation. And we look at how by doing this, you can create ownership and accountability to deliver on the goals that you've agreed in the organisation. And again, we talk about how do you keep focus? So organisations are big, busy places and often people will come to you and say, oh, I want to do this in diversity and inclusion. And how can you push back? If you've got an agreed plan of that, that we put together in week four, how can you push back and say, well, do you want me to do that on top of what I'm doing? If that's the case, I'll need more people or resources or money. <laughs> or what do you want me to give up? Um, so really being able to create a way to push back when you're being asked to do too many things. Week six is really where we round out everything that we've learned. Um, and we also think about how do we stay up to date with the latest knowledge and research in diversity and inclusion because things are changing all the time. And I've learned that you 
you can't know everything and often working in diversity and inclusion, the more you know, the less you know. So how do we keep up to date? We also look at how do we work with um, external people to help your work? How do you work with consultants? Um, that's a really important part because if you don't have headcount in your organisation to do the work, bringing people in externally to work on specific projects could work for your organisation. So how do you do that? How do you get the best out of the money that you spend with those people? And then we talk about first and foremost, you're a leader. And so it's your role to establish, lead and de deliver the DNI strategy. Um, and that you can't do it all. And if you try to do it all, um, you might burn out. So we final we finalize week six with talking about celebrating your milestones so that you can celebrate your success and your progress. So that's the six weeks and each week there is a live webinar. So you'll join me online and we'll work through the content together. Um, and But you can also access each week. There are different worksheets and resources for you to download and for you to work through the content. Um, and then you come together on the, on the webinars to discuss with others about how you're doing that and maybe we answer your questions. So there's six live webinars over the six weeks. We also have two group coaching sessions and these group coaching sessions are a little more unstructured but it's about coming together with the group and talking about challenges you might be having in your organization or challenges in the content that we're working through. We are going to run um, a small case study actually through the whole six weeks as well and the group coaching sessions are a way to talk about that case study um, with other people and get different perspectives. So we've got six live webinars. We've got two live group coaching sessions. And now I've got three guest speakers coming along. So I have a business leader who's led diversity and inclusion work, but from a business perspective, he's been the managing director or the CEO, and he's going to come and talk about what he looks for in a diversity and inclusion leader and how this work uh, gets embedded in organisations. Uh, and then I've got two diversity and inclusion leaders, uh, one from Australia and one from Singapore. Uh, they both have very different experiences to share and I just know you're going to love them and you'll have the opportunity to ask them questions. So, there are three live webinars as well. So I hope you come along for those. Now, if you're thinking, is this course for me? Is it something that will be useful for me? So I think, I think there's, there's three types of people that this course is for. The first is for people who maybe work in a different function altogether, have no diversity and inclusion experience, but have a really keen interest in the topic area. Um, a really, you know, a real value around the work. So it's for those people who want to move their career into diversity and inclusion because it will give you some experience and some structure to be able to do that. So that's the first group, people who want to move into diversity and inclusion roles. The second group is for people who might already be in a diversity and inclusion role 
but maybe you're struggling. Maybe you're overwhelmed. Maybe you're frustrated. Maybe you don't have any resources to do any good work. Um, maybe you're getting pushed off path all the time because there's so many demands on you in your organization. So the course will be great for you because it provides a really great structure to help you manage the people in your organization, to help you put a really clear plan together, to help you communicate well what you're trying to achieve and to set up good systems and structures. Um, so if that's you, if you're in a DNI role and you're exhausted and you're struggling and you don't know what to do, um, this course is for you. And then the third group of people who um, the course is for is for people who are in human resources roles. So you might be leading a HR team, you might be leading a function either at a country level or maybe at a regional level. And diversity and inclusion is part of your role. You might not have a dedicated position yet, so it falls under your remit. So this is this course will be great for you in helping you give you a structure um, for something that's part of your role so that you can get really focused maybe on just a couple of things in your organisation to make a difference in diversity and inclusion while you're doing the rest of your role. Um, and I've done uh, generalist HR roles. They're incredibly busy. You get pulled in 100 directions. So this course will help you take the diversity and inclusion part of your role and, and apply it effectively. So that's the three three people. So that leads me to how can you sign up? So um, there's a few ways. There's a link in the show notes that you can go to and there's lots more information about the course that you can read through. You can see the dates of the webinars, the dates of my guest speakers, the dates of the group coaching. Um, you can understand all the value that the course delivers in there. Um, there's an FAQ section. So if you have any questions, you want to know more about it, it's all in there um, and you can sign up as well. So the link is in the show notes. You can also go to www.thecultureministry.com and the, you can find the link in there. Um, and if you need any more information, get in contact. Um, I'd love to talk to you. My email address is lisa.mulligan at theculture-ministry.com. I'll also put that in the show notes. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn and The Culture Ministry is on LinkedIn as well. So you can find me there. I'd love to chat. I hope you're having a great week and I hope to see you online.